Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Albert Vericallo from the Du Bois Dream and John Griffin from the PA Road Warriors, a Bucknell alumni team. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. For more information about either of these teams or any of the teams competing in TBT, be sure to check out thetournament.com. Albert Vericallo, uh, Du Bois Dream. Where does the team name come from? Uh, the team name basically comes from something me and my brother talked about for a while back. Um, basically coming from a small town, uh, Dubois, Pennsylvania, we've all had, uh, we've had some big dreams and just kind of tied the two together and just seeing what we can do. So Dubois' dream basically came from that. And what is the, uh, or I should say, how did this team come together? Um, I've had my eye on the basketball tournament for a few years. Uh, it was a really cool idea, uh, cool concept. And I uh, figured, why not this year? I mean, it's picked up a lot of traction and figured, why not go for it? And we obviously got in, so it's a, it a big deal and very excited to be a part of it. And that's the next question. Why are you guys playing in TBT? Well, first off, started with uh, I have a love of basketball. Um, that was first and foremost. But then I saw with the big grand prize, it wasn't about the money. It was about helping others. So uh, we had a couple causes in the community. One was this Miracle Field Project where kids with disabilities can play baseball in an accessible field. But also uh, wanted to tie it into my dad's foundation. Uh, we set that up recently. We've been doing scholarships, but now we want to build a little more. And uh, obviously winning, uh, that money can go into our foundation. We can do a lot more uh, through that and do a lot more good with uh, the foundation. What would it mean to you to win TBT? Uh, it, it would mean quite a bit. Um, not only playing on the national stage and uh, – getting recognition, but um, helping out the causes um, that we're associated with. So getting a lot of guys exposure, getting our causes exposure, and then also having some fun playing some basketball on a, on a big stage. So definitely appreciate the opportunity. So we're excited. Which team besides yourselves do you think is the best in the Northeast? Now, um, I went to law school in uh, Pittsburgh, so I'm biased towards uh, you know, a team like the Untouchables. I, I watched those guys at Pitt, but um, – Bayheim's Army, obviously, is a very solid group, too. So looking forward to playing against uh, whoever we get. But there are a lot of solid teams all around, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Albert, you mentioned that you had had your eye on TBT for a couple of years. What, how did you first become aware of it? Uh, it was funny. I saw someone, I believe it was a tweet or some type of Facebook comment about playing against Smush Parker. So um, when I first saw that, I looked into it. I said, I wonder what's going on here, some former NBA guys or – some big time names are playing in a tournament and that's when I first saw it. And then I have last year with it getting some more national attention and seeing that article last year on ESPN definitely um, piqued my interest a little more. So you've got a background in basketball, right? You played uh, in college. Can you talk about your experience uh, playing the ball, playing the game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my freshman year, I went to Gannon university. That's a, a division two school in Erie and uh, played there. It uh, wasn't necessarily the right fit for me. So I had a brother at a Division three school called Washington and Jefferson, had a great academic program, had a very solid athletic program, and figured I'd take a shot there. And uh, it was more of a fit for me, the small town. Kinda, I'm a small town guy. It's a small college. So got to play there, start the next three years, and did, did really well. And, and, you know, things really panned out for me. So You said you're a small town guy. What's do boys like? Uh, I'll tell you what. They're, they're doing a lot of good stuff here in my community. So do boys um, – a lot of people come in, they'll, they'll say, you know, there's not much going on around there, but the community is so nice and so friendly. Um, they basically, they're so welcoming. You just feel right at home. And um, 
I'm biased towards it. And I think it's one of the best small towns in, in the country uh, just because of the way they are. But we have a lot of good stuff going on here. A lot of forward thinkers, a lot of forward movers. So we're happy to get on board with something like this and hopefully do a lot of good for the community. What are your expectations, Albert, in terms of success uh, in the event? Do you guys look at yourselves as underdogs? Um, do you see that? I think most people would probably say, yeah, that's that's a team that that's a team that is going to be facing some real professionals and could have a hard time. Do you feel that way? Yeah, um, that's pretty much spot on. Um, I actually talked to someone today and they said, well, you're going up a lot of stiff competition. So, I mean, we were doing that too, uh, coming from a small community, trying to get these votes. Um, people have kind of doubted it um, to an extent from the beginning. Uh, once we we really got this thing moving and people really got behind it, uh, they started voting and then we got in. So now I kind of look at the, the next competition as the playing. We're starting as an underdog, which I prefer. I mean, I like being the underdog. You know, expectations aren't so high, but, you know, you can always come in and surprise people. You know, that's the cool thing about this March Madness style is who knows any given day. I mean, you can beat someone and who knows who's going to get hot. Who knows, like, what type of team chemistry we have. So, you know, a lot of good can come of it and we're just hoping for the best. But might as well give it a shot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the team chemistry aspect for a second. So are these all guys that you've played with before or how is how is the team actually constructed? Well, first and foremost, uh, I'm playing my brothers on the team as well. Um, he's a very good basketball player. He had an unfortunate injury at the end of his high school career, so he wasn't able to move on. But very good basketball player. So we obviously have chemistry. Um, sometimes we, we battle a little too much, the competitive nature of the sibling rivalry. But um, moving forward, I've, I've played with, yeah, um, I have a college teammate of mine on the team. I have a couple. Um, I have one semi-pro uh, teammate of mine who we actually went to play over in Portugal this past year. So he moved on from that. But a lot of the times it's just been a friend of a friend or someone knows someone and um, they've all basically helped us get in the tournament. Um, we're looking to add a couple more people moving here, moving forward here. And um, uh, we're looking to build a little more. We actually have a practice tonight and then tomorrow morning. So we're working on the chemistry a little more, but a lot of the guys know each other. So that's definitely a good start. I know that much. Yeah. I mean, that was my next question. So what are you guys doing to prepare? Are you kind of thinking that you're going to play a specific style, maybe suited to an underdog, like maybe a, a slow it down Princeton offense, something like that? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys thinking? Well, we've caught the warrior bug. So three pointer obviously is a, is a favorite, <laughs> but um, we, we don't have as much size. So we're going to have to, you know, battle. We're going to have to play some tough defense, you know, play it, play up in people's faces. But, you know, we're, we're going to see what works, and that's kind of what we're going to work through, with, especially within these next couple of weeks. I know we know each other, but we don't necessarily know the intricacies of each person's game. Um, we all may know a little bit about it, but that's what we're going to work through. But like I said, I mean, got to love the three-pointer and then love some defense. So hopefully the fans enjoy it too. Do you, have, do you have numbers in mind? Like if we get up this many points, if we get up this many threes, this is what we should score. Do you have stuff like that in mind, or is it more we're just going to throw it up as much as we can? I don't know about to throw up, throw it up as much as we can because we've got some smart basketball players on our team, and I think they know if you know if they're not hitting, they're not going to keep chucking it up there. But um, don't necessarily have that in mind. I know, um, like we like you've stated before, with the with the eighteen minute halves, they're going to be a little closer games. Um, so you're going to have to play basically situation by situation. I'm going to think so. Whatever the game dictates. I mean, we'd like to play up and down. We like to give the fans a little bit of a show, but. Uh, we'll play it how the game plays out. I can uh, speak from experience that 
sometimes the practice of law is somewhat incompatible with uh, athleticism in terms of keeping in shape and all that kind of stuff. What are you doing to get yourself back into playing shape? Well, I tell you what, um, I kind—I never really got out of it. I mean, in law school, there's the intramurals, and there was a lot of good competition that uh, Duquesne, you know, the football players and all that playing intramurals. So kept up with that. And then I actually wanted to get into uh, sports agency stuff. So I went and I, I was watching some basketball and saw a tryout for a semi-pro team. So then that helped me keep my competitive nature going. But I've always played in leagues recently. Um, you may get a kick out of this, but uh, one of my partners at my firm, um, he's actually a rock climber. So we, we tend to be uh, a little out of the ordinary. So uh, I've, I've stated in my video, but I consider myself attorney with a jump shot. I mean, I know I'm not the most athletic guy, but you know, I love basketball. And if you keep working at it, I mean, you're just going to get progressively better no matter what. So, but law, law is a, law is a nice thing to have in the, in the back pocket. If what kind, of law, what kind of law do you practice? Um, I love the small business and uh, you know business type law, business and corporate, but estate planning. Um, it's kind of cool to tell people you know think forward, you know, kind of help them plan out what they're going to do with their future and really help them out. I, I've noticed people really um, appreciate. Uh, when you try and help them out and they feel good come out of it as compared to sometimes with the, you know, criminal or family law, sometimes there, there isn't necessarily a winner out of that one. So um, I, I prefer estate planning and then the business side. In terms of um, what you're playing for and motivations, you mentioned at the beginning, uh, your father, I was hoping you could talk about him a little bit, his impact on your life. And uh, just tell everybody if you can, you know, what happened with your dad and, and why there's a foundation uh, named after him now. Yeah, um, it was it was really tough for me. It was right after I graduated college. Um, I was actually doing a basketball camp. I was I was away, and he was tragically killed. He loved riding his bicycle, so he was coming down a hill. Uh, we don't know the exact details as far as what exactly happened, um, but he was hit. Um, he he passed away after after he got hit. Um, it was a terrible tragedy. But I'm lucky enough. I'm one of six uh, kids, and uh, my mom is our is our rock. So she was able to keep us together. And through that tragedy, we really tried to uh, keep his name going because he was a prominent doctor in, uh, in the Dubois area. So he, um, he did so much good for the community. We're just trying to keep that legacy going. Um, and with the foundation, um, we, we've done a race or a ride walk each year and raise some money to help kids um, looking to, to further their education. So we provide scholarships for them through this, through this foundation. But um, we also want to help families who have been through similar tragedies as us, maybe start doing some speaking engagements, um, but also providing them maybe some financial stability as, as well. And um, we just we really want to keep doing good for the community, but also people at large, too. You know, if anyone else wants to get on board, um, you know, there, there are endless possibilities. But I know uh, you can never go wrong when you're given uh, with the right intentions. So that's kind of what we're trying to do, because my dad was very uh, generous in giving. Was your dad a basketball fan? Did he play an impact on your and your brother's like love of the game too? It's funny because my dad was never a basketball player. Um, he uh, he enjoyed baseball, um, and then he enjoyed riding his bicycle. And uh, but he was always there supporting us. I don't know how he did it. You know, he was he was always at every single game cheering us on. And you know, I, he loved he loved seeing us enjoy what we were doing. So I know he's uh, he definitely has had a say in this so far. I know he'll he'll continue having a say in this moving forward from from a better place. Before you said it, I didn't realize that you were one of six. Uh, where do you fall in the birth order there? I am number four. So I'm, I'm fourth in line. Then my brother Dom, who's also on the team, is, is number five. So 
We, uh, I have an older sister, Natalie, then an older brother, Chris, who's actually a, a family doctor and it's, he does sports medicine here in the area. And I have an older brother, Matt, who's actually out in Philadelphia doing an orthopedic residency. So he's a doctor as well. So and I'm, I'm trying to protect them as a lawyer, as number four in line. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how did you end up being a lawyer and they're all doctors? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the, the nature of the game is, you know, doctors that sometimes are going to get sued. So um, through no fault of my dad's own, you know, every once in a while he's involved in a little, you know, controversy. But some of the times when he would come out of it, his attorney really got him through some of those rough times. And I just saw how excited he was coming out of that. And I was like, I think I can do this for the rest of my life, being an attorney, something like that, really helping people out and make them feel good. So we did that. And so I have a little brother. So my little brother, Dom, does the financial side of this stuff. And then uh, my little sister, Trisha, she's looking to move on to uh, medical school as well. So trying to keep it balanced, but we're, we're mainly doctors, thanks to my dad. But my mom, my mom does it all. So she's, she's the leader. She does it all for us. So she definitely keeps us well-rounded. Now, the brother that's in Dubois that is involved in sports medicine, is it surgical stuff or is it rehabilitation from injury? It's more uh, rehabilitation. So he, he does, um, he does more of the, you know, he, he does injections. He does, he does the minor things before the surgery. So uh, we're hoping to get my older brother, Matt, back, or back here too. So they can kind of play off each other. So, so my older brother, Chris, will handle all the injuries, get people in. He's very good at what he does and he loves it. So then pass them along to my brother, Matt, and he'll do the surgeries and take it home. And then if anything goes wrong along the way, hopefully I can help them clean up their mess. But <laughs> you, I, I know they're good enough that they, that won't happen. Do you think you'll be the only team in TBT with its own medical staff on the sideline with you? See, that's what we're going to have to talk to you about is, is see if we can get those two on the bench with us. He, my, my brother always said, can I get a Dubois Dream TBT polo? So we'll see what we can work out, right? <laughs> in terms of um you know having fans at the game i mean it sounds like you've got like a ready-made audience to come cheer you guys on do you expect there to be a, a pretty big contingent of uh of fans cheering on the dubois dream i'm hoping so i mean philadelphia is not too far uh we're looking into buses getting people out there um a lot of people have talked about hey can we get a fan bus so we're looking at getting the t-shirts so thank god thank you guys for having a portion go to our causes so that's that's a huge help um, so people buying those t-shirts, hopefully it helps out the causes, but also shows the fan support in the stands. So we're, we're looking at getting a nice crowd and hopefully feeding off of that because Dubois, although small, they can, they can do a lot of great things. So you've had some, um, some really interesting people, uh, file some support videos and, and they're not official boosters. I don't think I don't see them on the roster right now, but, uh, how did you get, so let's talk. I think you had a former Miss Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's from the area. She's, she's great. That again? Yeah. Yeah, her name is uh, Mackenzie Bart. She was a former Miss Ohio. Uh, she she actually is a ventriloquist too, so she's multi talented. She she's big into helping out people, helping out causes, and uh, she actually was on a reality TV show too, uh, America's Next Weather Weather Person or Weatherman, and she won that. Um, so is we she got a weather person now? What's that? Is she a weather person now? She, she's looking to get into that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So. Okay, so it was, so it was accurate. Yeah, yeah, definitely was accurate, and she's. She's uh, she's at Ohio State right now, but she was she was a huge help initially. She really spread the word. Um, she's from the community, so people like that. So another another person from the area helping us out. But and then there was a there was a Pittsburgh Steeler too, right? Yeah. So we have um, we have a guy from Dubois who does the film for the Steelers. Um, he's on the sidelines every time. It's cool to see him in the pictures. But he's been spending a lot of time with Antonio Brown. Um, they're at a couple of Pittsburgh Penguin games together. I reached out to him and said, hey, you think Antonio Brown would want to you know, give us a little support? So 
you know, my brother and I were laughing a little bit, you know, he's rolling down his window, but that that's how he is. The guy, the guy's just very personable. So he, he sent out a support video and things really got moving after that. Cause, um, you know, as you can see, then it turned into Pittsburgh Pirate Andrew McCutcheon. He, um, I think he has a soft spot for Dubois since his wife's from the area. And um, he's actually played basketball back here. He, he's come in. It's been it's been on the down low. He likes to play a little hoops and, and Dubois every once in a while and uh, got together. He did that video. And, you know, it's hard to top Kutch uh, as a supporter. So he definitely has his eye on the TBT now, I think. That's great. Hopefully he'll be watching the locker room when you guys are playing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, maybe we can get him in there. We'll see how the schedules work out. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's been interesting, Albert, as I, as I talk to a lot of the guys that are uh, based out of um, non-major cities, you know, like either small towns or mid-sized cities, is that they say that the word spreads a little bit easier about what you're trying to do about getting the votes. Was that your experience in Dubois? You know, I tell you what. Uh, People didn't necessarily take it seriously at first. Um, it was a little tough to get that traction. Um, started reaching out to different people, and once it started getting some something in print and something on, on the news, um, it took off. So, like you're saying, you know, it was a little bit to get that foundation going. But Dubois is so great. Once they see like what you're trying to do, and they can back it with the causes and things like that, they, they it did take off. I mean, it, it was unbelievable what they did. There, there are way too many people to thank. Um, and just even now, like they're still asking me about it. Like, Hey, what's going on with the basketball team? You know, I wish I could add more people onto the Dubois dream roster, but you know, a lot of people are said to say they will be water boys. So maybe we can, our bench may be the longest if I keep adding people onto the team, but are you looking at this already? I mean, it's been, there've been a a couple of, um, teams that have entered into TBT sideline cancer uh, is one from central PA actually that stands out, um, that have kind of built this into their programmatic. Um, fundraising and nonprofit activities in the course of a year. Is that something that you could see this team becoming for you if you get to the point where maybe you don't want to play anymore and you just want to organize it? Yeah, I would love that. I mean, I love basketball and being a part of it in any way would be would be great. And then also helping out the community. I mean, it's just tying in a bunch of passions and, and making it something bigger than ourselves. I mean, money is just the vehicle to help some of these things along. So um, I'd love to be a part of TBT as many years moving forward as I can. I mean, definitely lucky to have this opportunity. It's, it's awesome. So like you're saying, yeah, if we can springboard this Dubois dream into something bigger, you know, I'm all for it and being a part of it and, you know, doing something to help out some causes. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll add one each year and see what we can do and start adding some more, some more players. And we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll, we're taking it step by step. And right now we're just excited to be a part of it. In terms of um, being a basketball fan, which it's pretty clear talking to you that you are, what are you looking forward to seeing? Are there any teams in any regions that you've kind of, I know you said the untouchables having gone to law school in Pittsburgh. Um, any teams in particular that you're looking forward to watching play? Um, to be honest, I mean, I, from what I've seen in TBT, a lot of teams will come out of nowhere. Um, I'm a big fan, like, like I said, of the underdogs. So some of these guys who do play overseas that you may be familiar with in college, that you haven't seen in a while. Um, I would love to see some of these overseas guys just really do well. Um, I'll never forget when I was playing in the Pittsburgh Pro-Am in Green Tree whenever I was in college, um, just watching a guy like Aaron Jackson uh, from Duquesne. He's playing over in Russia right now uh, for Seska Moscow. And uh, just watching someone like that really go up on the national stage and show up and show out. And it's not something you necessarily expect someone to dominate like that. But I love seeing things like that happen where it's, someone coming from out of nowhere and, and playing really well and carrying their team. So 
I'm thinking we have a few of those guys on our team. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So looking forward to seeing some of the guys on my team. I'm biased. You know, I, <laughs> I can understand that, Albert. I really appreciate your time. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate the opportunity and thanks for your time. Yeah, and good luck. Uh, this is John Griffin from the PA Road Warriors. John, where does the team name come from? Uh, the PA Road Warriors uh, comes from uh, a combination of, of two pieces. Uh, one being uh, a incredible alum and a huge fan of our basketball program. His name is Brian McGlinchey. He's a uh, under six foot redhead guy from San Antonio that in the last 15 years has traveled from San Antonio to over a hundred road games. Um, actually, we had him on our, our bench this year as a uh, sideline coach to kind of uh, celebrate a hundred games. It's remarkable, but his Twitter handle is Bison Road Warrior. So that Road Warrior uh, piece to it. And then the other piece, is uh, in our last uh, 15 years of basketball Bucknell, we've had some incredibly uh, big wins for our program for a university. And it's been uh, with two different head coaches uh, that have had uh, great success here, but all of these wins have been on the road. Um, we struggle to find home games. We've struggled to find home games. And so we just take uh, that road warrior mentality and, and turn it into wins and, and now, you know, what was small Bucknell has become uh, a bit of a, a giant killer. How did this team come together for TBT? Uh, the team came together. It was kind of just a thought of, of combining the past two eras of, of head coaches. Um, as an alum, I have a, a very close-knit group of friends that I played with here that um, I consider to be brothers. And then there's a group that re probably recently graduated in the last five years that played for uh, the previous head coach here, Dave Paulson. Um, and, and the idea was to combine these two groups and form um, a stronger bond so that 20 years from now, when we all come back for alumni events and we celebrate with, with the town, our, our accomplishments, it can be a lot more fun. Why is the team playing in TBT? Uh, the team's playing, uh, one, because... Uh, as a group and as a whole, we're still maybe overconfident, but incredibly confident in our abilities to kind of put together a winning system. And two, because uh, we have an incredibly unique and loyal following, and we thought it would be fun to kind of get them involved and maybe have an opportunity to win some games on a uh, on a bigger stage than than they would have ever imagined we'd ever get back to. So uh, it's kind of a twofold. What would it mean to win TBT? Um, you know what? It would just, it would just be something special. It really would. It would just, it would just be, uh, uh, kind of just a combination of, of, uh, of so many years of success, um, on the floor and off the floor. Um, and it would be, it would just be, uh, a group celebration of the last 15 years of Bucknell's basketball program. And, you know, we haven't had that opportunity to share uh, both uh, eras of success like we probably would like. So this would be something special. Which team in the Northeast region besides yourselves do you think is the best? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's a loaded question uh, because of all the alumni teams in our region, we've played everyone. So we played Syracuse when I was here. 
um, as a player. We played them in 2005. We played them um, at third place, and we won when Jerry McNamara was a senior. Uh, they played Temple recently in the NIT. We played LaSalle when I was a player here. Um, who am I missing? Villanova, Jay Wright is a Bucknell alum, and they came and played us when I was a player here. They were fourth in the nation. It was probably the loudest Bucknell's gym has ever been in, in its entire uh, existence. Um, and then there's also been uh, guys – we've also played them on the road. Uh, so I would say those, those four teams – um, and the Liberty Ballers as well. I think there's, there's the teams that are really connected uh, will will pose a problem because uh, they're comfortable with one another. John, one of the really interesting parts of your team, I think, is something that you just addressed, is that you are kind of bridging two eras of Bucknell basketball, so to speak. Um, what's it going to be like to to bring these guys from different coaches together? Is there going to be a commonality of style of play or – is there going to be more of a sort of um, almost like a hockey shift scenario where you bring in one crew that does yeah. one thing and one crew that does another? Yeah, well, I think the first five minutes or so will be more along the lines of like a hockey shifting shift style of play because uh, we'll be trying to really understand where each person can be successful in, in game speed. You know, you can't replicate that. Uh, but we've seen each other play multiple times. And for us older guys, we were really proud of what the younger guys accomplished. I mean, they they uh, just had some unbelievable wins, and they, they made the NCAA tournament. They lost to Butler, then they lost to UConn, and they had Kemba Walker. So uh, we probably know them much better than they know us. Because when they got here, we were, we were just uh, – we were gone. We were in the wind. We were the team that they'd be like, well, can you get to that level? And they did, quite frankly, pretty quickly. Um, so I think we'll be able to, on the floor, figure each other out pretty quickly because, uh, although both systems were slightly different, the message of unselfish and kind of hard-nosed basketball was the same. So it's going to be an unselfish group of guys coming together, uh, really trying to, again, overcome some, some, uh, the idea of beating power conference schools again. <laughs> a lot of times when you do have a non-power conference school that has a reputation for, like you said before, going on the road and, and uh, winning upsets or, or upsetting teams in the NCAA tournament, there's a specific style of play associated with that team. It, would you say that there is a Bucknell style of play, aside from just the hard-nosed competitiveness? Is there something specific yeah, the way you guys play? there is. I, I think, um, you know, the way that – it depends. Our tempo changes. So we've had a lot of success in the last 12 to 15 years with a, a style and a tempo that, you know, can cause a power conference school to adjust to a speed that they're not necessarily comfortable with playing. Now, we're not Princeton. We're not going to uh, take 30 seconds. However, we're not going to – we'll be opportunistic in transition situations, but we're not going to come down and take the first shot and go one-on-one. Our goal is to make you work on the defensive end. And I think that, uh, you know, hopefully that could translate into to posing some problems. What's the plan in terms of getting the guys together, installing some, um, uh, some offensive sets? Yeah, we're sets, working like on that. that now. We're working on that now. We have a couple guys in a couple different states. Um, so the plan really is to, to come together a, a few times here. Um, 
and, and just work on some uh, pretty distinct, simple offense and defensive concepts so that, um, you know, we understand that the level of play is, is going to be at a very uh, high standard. So we're, we're going to have to do things a little differently uh, than maybe some of the other teams, some of the other power conference teams that are in our region. Uh, but, you know, we, we have to uh, – we're okay with that. You know, we're okay. We just have to, to find a common ground on, on a, a few things, not too many. We're not going to overcomplicate it. We're going to keep it simple, uh, but we'll – you know, maybe break some things down in our favor. One of the things that I've seen a, a few of the alumni teams do uh, that I find interesting is that it's almost a recruiting pitch of this is when you join our program, uh, you're part of the, the family and the family yes. extends beyond the years that you're going to be here. And TPT in some ways has almost become an extension of that pitch in that you've got alumni teams that come back together. Uh, we get together in the off season for years and years and years after you right. graduate. Is that something you guys are thinking about um, as you're kind of getting this team together? Without a doubt, without a doubt. I think that is uh, um, the avenue that, that you guys have taken with the TV, TBT in that regard uh, makes it incredibly unique because four years uh, when you're 18 to 22 seems like a long time. But the minute that you leave, it seems like it went by in in a heartbeat like it's just gone and it's almost impossible to replicate the feelings and the energy and and just the fun that you you had in that four-year span um and and you always talk about when you get together with guys i wish we could play one more time and i can guarantee you uh, you know 300 over 350 division one teams that conversation comes up every summer guaranteed um you know, we're, we're, we're lucky that we had the success that we had. It brought us even closer together because we, we had um, a level of success that many don't get to reach. And so, yeah, of course, I mean, that's the, the beyond all. To be able to play one more time with the guys that you grew into a, a man with, for sure. And it'll be, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, all, all the guys that I play with are married with kids. How many opportunities do you have to play? Now, the younger guys, they don't fully grasp that. So I, I'm sure that that level of intensity may differ early on. Uh, but, uh, you know, us guys with kids, you know, we know this is, uh, this is it. What's it like to be back on campus now? Because you're on the staff at Bucknell, uh, for those that don't know. Yep. What's it like to be back on campus as an adult, um, you know, a few years removed from your playing career? Um, yeah, it's, it's just – I get to see it uh, – Obviously, with my perspective now on the other side here, uh, how how unique this place is. Okay, Lewisburg is a is a small college town. We're about forty five minutes from from Penn State, which is a monster university. A monster state college is is a huge college town, but we're a small, um, intimate setting. Uh, the people here make the university. I've come back. And I, I have the mayor of Lewisburg that has stopped by my house multiple times just to check in. Um, and we had the same season ticket holders when I was here that there still remain. And, and, and you'd be surprised what people remember, what people remember about your playing time when you were here. And it really, yeah, of course, basketball is relevant. Relevant, but that's not really what people remember. 
the conversations and the fun and the energy that you bring to the campus is, is what people kind of gravitate towards. So my time here has been amazing. The people here are, are incredibly supportive. Our athletic department is incredibly supportive of every varsity program that we have. And, uh, you know, the town, the town is, is, is fun. It's a fun place. You know, if, looking back, I, I, when, now that I'm here, I made the right decision. Every graduate that um, graduates from Bucknell walks through the Christie Mathewson's gates. And that's actually the logo for this PA Road Warriors team. Um, Talk about that tradition if you can. And for those that don't know who Christy Mathewson is, uh, put him into context in terms of his importance to the school. Christy Mathewson uh, in our athletic history and school history is the most, uh, he's the, he's the most prominent and and most important um, athlete. He was a, he was a football player. Uh, the, our football stadium is, is named after him. Um, and he just uh, basically laid the groundwork in terms of, of character for Bucknell um, and, and the type of people that we want to walk through those gates and walk out of those gates. Um, so, yeah, it's a tradition that um, only uh, Bucknell alums and students um, know because you walk in and uh, when you're done, you walk out. Um, and it's a sense of pride. Uh, that we have as alums. When you're thinking about this team this year and um, envisioning winning and potentially losing or however the situation may work <laughs> out, what what is it that you think is going to, if you guys are going to win, what's going to happen? And if you're going to lose, what's going to happen? Well, um, we're going into this. We're going to do whatever we can to win. Um, and so, um, I'm not really thinking about the losing part. I mean, obviously, we all understand the bigger picture. You win and lose. We've all done it. I mean, I, we all did it here when we lost. It, it, it's hard to lose. I bet you it's a little harder to lose when you know you're not going to be able to go out there and figure out how to win again. Um, but, you know, we're kind of just going to take it game by game, honestly. Like, if, if we can get through that first game, I think that first five to eight minutes of kind of – uncomfortable nervousness and, you know, game legs and that speed, if we can get past that, I think we'll be pretty good, you know, and, and we're going to need some of the teams to miss some shots. I mean, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching uh, my backcourt mate uh, who is our starting point guard. We were watching games last night on YouTube and uh, Bayheim's army versus 20 and Ali did not miss for the first five minutes of their game last year in Philly. And I, and I don't know if we can survive that. <laughs> Somebody's got to miss a little bit. You were uh, a big part of the Bucknell team that upset Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Um, what was that like as that game was going on? And how often do you think about it now? Well, you know, I don't think about it uh, as often as I maybe should. Uh, but um, looking back, I mean, it was it was an incredibly special time for um, our program, but us as individuals and as a group and for the community. I mean, we had such an amazing uh, response when we got back from that. Uh, but it's been like the pillar uh, for this program um, uh, up to this point. I mean, it was the first substantial win in a national stage that we've had, really. I mean, we've been in the NCAA tournament before, uh, but to beat a, a powerhouse, 
borderline the, the, the most historical college program in the country um, was a huge moment for us. And we have a lot of uh, proud alums. We're a small school, but, but our alums are, are dispersed all over the country. And um, it was so fun to see how many of them came out um, after we got that win. And it's from that win, the, sh the strength of our, of our support has been unbelievable. We can, we can go to California. We'll, you don't think of that being the case. Yeah. Well, we, just, we lost audio there for a second. But, um, John, you've been real busy, I know, with the summer recruiting schedule coming up and everything. I really appreciate your time. And uh, good luck in Philadelphia. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Sorry for the last couple seconds there. <laughs> That's all right. Minor technical difficulties, but we'll talk soon. Hey. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, John. Bye-bye.